0: This is not an episode of Angry Tech News for Tuesday, March 15th, 2022.
1: This is the Angry Tech News podcast at angrytechnews.com. Now, your host, the Angry Programmer, with a mic, Brian Benrose. So, I told you I've got rant, but before we do that, you said, eh, I really liked the movie. So, why don't you explain to me what you liked before I start ripping on it?
0: <laughs> um, I I liked the concept. I liked the idea of the fall. Um, there is a lot wrong with the concept, but...
1: Oh, yeah, the lot- science doesn't work out at all.
0: I wouldn't say not at all. But I was fine with that. I mean, it's not... The concept of a fall is actually a legitimate concept.
1: Yeah. The concept of pressure. Okay.
0: Okay. So do you want to start talking about the physics in, uh,
1: not in really total recall? No, not really. Cause I was going to leave the, I I believe it or not, that one got passed and I was like, I'll just suspend my disbelief on that.
0: Oh, sure. I mean, there, there should be friction. There should be pressure. And, um, the only way that it really truly works is if you seal both ends and make the whole thing a vacuum.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then trying to just the, the material science behind it is anyway, that's, that's not even here or there. You know what? It's, it's the future. And let's pretend that we have some magic unobtainium shell that can hold this thing open. Fine. I'm I'm okay with that. I believe it or not. That wasn't the problem I had with it.
0: (laughs) Um, I enjoyed it as an entertaining action flick.
1: Okay, is
0: that it? Um, that's the most of it, honestly. um, I suspended my disbelief a lot in that movie, but to yeah. be honest, that's how I felt about the original Total Recall, so I accepted it and enjoyed it.
1: okay. see, I thought that total recall the original the the one with Schwarzenegger was a not only a passable action flick but also was excellent social commentary, had compelling characters. Um, a really cool plot with uh, not too many parts that were unbelievable. Um, it, it, it fit together. It worked. It was, it was well-constructed and well-directed and had good pacing. The 2012 version, I thought, was a passable mindless action flick. Although even, even in that case, you know, the way I watch movies, I watch them when I'm doing something else usually. And uh, the older movies, like a 90s action flick, Is really easy because there's long spans of dialogue I can tune out and then it bounces to an action sequence where uh, there'll be three or four shots a minute where they've got, you know, and so the explosions and you can tell that, oh, look, I have to watch this now. Modern action flicks, even when they slow down for exposition, they've still got Uh, And this is all done digitally, but they've still got the goddamn camera panning back and forth and spinning around the scene and moving back and forth. And God help you, if there's action going on, you have something like three cuts per second. You're watching a fucking strobe. It's epilepsy in a jar.
0: But that's just the the cinematography.
1: cinematography. That wasn't even what I came to complain about.
0: Okay. (laughs) Oh, man. I... Uh, and i will stand behind this though if you want a sci-fi film i'm gonna take colin farrell over arnold schwarzenegger you know
1: the hilarious thing is this movie's 10 years old
0: it is 2012
1: okay um next complaint and this one hit me uh casting this one hit me in the first five minutes of the film okay
0: colin farrell is about the only actor in the in the new one that i liked
1: i Oh, not I'm not young. even conv- I I'm not convinced that's true and only because I'm not convinced he was acting. I've seen Colin Farrell act kind of. I mean, I, he he never stood out have. as an amazing actor, but you go watch SWAT and he actually played a character. This one I don't know. He more played uh, a a shell for action to occur around him.
0: Mm, man, I I have I have conversation about that. Um and I'm not going to say that I think this is a uh, quality acting by Col- by Colin Farrell, but I think he played Colin Farrell. But I have yeah, okay. I have whole things about that. Uh, I've never, I like I've never liked Cranston. Colin Farrell
1: as a character. Then maybe that's it. <laughs> I
0: I do. Okay. But Um, Bryan Cranston was pretty good. Kate Beckinsale was okay. Jessica Biel was fucking terrible.
1: Okay. Let me let me make my point. Within the first five minutes of the movie, I, if you recall. The movie opens with a dream sequence where he is with Jessica Biel and they're fighting their way through some facility and they have a touching scene where she falls down into uh, I don't know what and like it looked like she fell to her death. I wasn't sure, but whatever. Um, And then he gets captured and then he wakes up suddenly. And so here's what I see. I see a ton of shaky cam work and uh, you know the the weirdest thing is with all of the fucking budget that they have for hollywood movies they apparently blew all the budget on i don't know what special effects or something they can't fucking afford lights for the set every fucking set in this whole movie is dark as shit with super bright pinpoint lights and you can't tell what's going on except you can tell that there's a pattern like I, I imagine that this movie is what having astigmatism looks like. Anyway, so I have a shaky cam, constant jump cut action sequence where all I can really tell is that it, Colin Farrell, and I know it's Colin Farrell because his fucking name was on the, like, he's the main character. I get it. With a, a supernaturally beautiful brunette that they fucking stamp out in Hollywood with a rubber stamp. Like, okay. This is a really hot brunette that's with him and firing guns and everything. I didn't know. Like, I even paused that scene and I'm looking at the credits and I'm like, I can't tell immediately if this is Beckinsale or Beale until I start shifting through shot by shot until they finally had one that went slow enough. I could see her goddamn face, but it wasn't, but it was actually lit. Okay, fine.
0: Well, I'm going I'm to point out that you haven't watched enough Beckinsale then.
1: Well, here's because- what happened though. Um he immediately wakes up after this and I'm like, okay, that was all a dream. Oh, she's alive. She's right next to him in bed. Why? Because it's a super fucking dark scene with a supernaturally beautiful fucking brunette right next to him. That, And this, this is my complaint, not just of this movie, but of Hollywood in general, where somewhere along the line, they stopped hiring real people as actors and only pulled GQ models off of runways for everybody. And it's every movie for the last 10 years where you stamp out uh, you know, a, a guy who has got a, a chiseled, clean-shaven face, or maybe if he's extra rogue, he's got a bit of stubble, and spiky hair. That's every fucking guy, and they're all 20-something. And Colin Farrell, I know, is almost 40, but he looks 20-something still, at least in this movie. Um, and then for the women, it is... Uh, uh, culturally ambiguous, supernaturally beautiful, airbrushed brunette, every fucking one of them. And I'm just, okay, I like There's There's been stuff that she's been in that I thought was good, but she's not Sharon Stone. At least Sharon Stone had the goddamn common decency to be blonde so that in the very first scene of the movie, I could tell that these were two different women.
0: Oh no, I I agree. I think that Sharon Stone's definitely a better choice than Kate Beckinsale. I'm saying that you don't understand the difference between Beckinsale and Beale, because Beckinsale can actually do an action scene. Jex- Jessica well, Beale can't yes, do anything.
1: And uh, when I get to the the directing in this movie, like that, yeah, Dude, it, you
0: you watch that opening scene again, and you'll recognize that Jessica Beale is fucking lost in the. So was I. Scene well. You didn't follow well enough.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's
0: it. I'm saying that Beckinsale would have not have lost you.
1: That's quite possible, yes.
0: I don't know. I, that's you where know, I'm saying end, that I, I liked Beckinsale in this. Jessica Biel, I think, was fucking terrible.
1: By the end of the movie, I was generally able to tell. For one thing, Beckinsale has like nine inches of height on Biel. But There's none. Um, it, it was still every time that there was a fight scene with constant jump cuts and women... Um, waving their heads and brunette curls flowing around them in the middle of a fight and spinning with a gun. I was like, which beautiful brunette is it that's spinning with a gun? And it, anyway, that was the big casting problem that I had was that they cast two that that at least in in a poorly lit jump cut scene, they look the fucking same. And maybe it's I've got facial blindness, but fuck you, Hollywood. Back in the eighties, we had We had people that, you know, you'd get the, you know, the the main character is a nerdy dude and the sidekick would be a a, a redhead with too many freckles and a wide mouth. And the bad guy is a, a biker guy with an unkempt beard. And the second bad guy would be his blonde, skanky girlfriend. And all of these are very visually distinct characters. And now you look at it and every fucking one of them just stepped off the page of a... Okay, I've hammered that point already.
0: starting to think that you're complaining about Hollywood, not this movie.
1: Yes, so let's get on to this movie.
0: Okay, so I'm going to point out that I think this is as good, maybe not quite as good, as the original. And I'm going to tell you one solid reason why. And that's because I think that Arnold Schwarzenegger was a fucking terrible choice in the original.
1: I'm not going to argue that one. However, I there were there the, you were saying that that Farrell was the only person in this one that was a decent actor. Well, you also call, say, you also called out Walter White, which uh,
0: I like Cranston.
1: I thought that Cranston played Walter White and it did a very passable job in the few scenes that they gave him even though it didn't look like they really let him act because I know that Cranston like Cranston when he was working with Vince Gilligan was really fucking good. And in this one, a, he looked a little wooden, which I totally put that up to the directing.
0: But anyway. Yeah, I agree with you. Let me, also, yeah. on a diff, on a slightly separate note, I like John Cho. He had a tiny part in he this. He had a tiny part. I, he was
1: good. You're right.
0: I like John Cho. He
1: he was, okay. But you were saying Schwarzenegger was the weak point. And I can't even, I mean, okay. Schwarzenegger was there because it was the mindless action flick part and i think he did well with that and i he also did great don't with know the that action
0: because schwarzenegger does great with that with action but you take he, that he's never same acted. part you just take that same part and you put i was just kind of looking through thinking about nine early 90s late 80s actors put harrison ford in there
1: oh wow he would have done better
0: yeah um or uh Oh, what was it? Oh, Jeremy Irons?
1: He would have, yeah. Okay, somebody who can act. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, look, this part in it would have been better if you did put in somebody who would act. I get. And that.
0: I'm, in my opinion, Schwarzenegger damaged that entire movie to me. I, wow. Really? You're saying you're saying that you had to suspend your belief disbelief too much in the new Total Recall. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I'm saying that I had to disp- suspend my disbelief in the original too much because of Schwarzenegger.
1: Yes. Well, I'm not here to I'm not here to tear apart the old movie. But if I may finish my refutation of that point,
0: <laughs>
1: um, OK, let's put Schwarzenegger and Farrell aside. They're analogous characters. Um, okay. Beckinsdale was no Sharon Stone. And here's the part that is almost unforgivable. She sure as fuck wasn't Michael Ironside. Nothing, yeah, nothing even close. Um, I, I like Walter White, uh, Cranston. I, I think that he is a great actor, and so again, I think the directing and writing might have been the problem here. But I feel like Ronnie Cox made a, a better ultimate bad guy than Cranston could. Uh, it just Ronnie Cox, yeah. I felt Ronnie Cox was amazing. Um, let, let's go, you know, you've got uh, in the original, you've got uh, Rachel Tycotton who. First of all, is visually striking. For one thing, she is very definitely Latino. You look at her and she's, oh, yes, you know, uh, she has a notable face. It's very different from Sharon Stone, whose face was hammered out of a marble pillar. Um, So you've got real people. Ty Cotton can act. Stone can act. Ronnie Cox can act. Michael Ironsides fucking owned that movie.
0: Yes, he did. Who Iron cared if movie.
1: Schwarzenegger was in it? All you really needed was a wooden dummy. Johnny Cab could have done those action scenes, and it wouldn't have hurt the movie all that much.
0: Apparently, it did to me. Um, I'm going to point out, though, if you start talking about looks, Ra- Rachel Tycotton looked as much uh, late 80s, early 90s as uh, Jessica Biel looks uh, mid-2000s.
1: Yeah, probably. Except that Tycotton could act. She didn't, she didn't <sighs> get that many parts.
0: You're, she can at least do a passable job. Whereas, she was uh, able Beale to read
1: like, lines without stumbling Beale. over them and having her face suddenly turn <laughs> blank and blue screening.
0: Jessica Biel, I, I haven't seen a movie in her, with her yet where I didn't go, wow, she was terrible.
1: Okay, so let's talk directing. And uh, I, I, the, the writing might be tied up in this, but honestly, uh, the writers, I just want to punch every Hollywood writer and just leave them as, as is but I know writing is going to be tied up in this, but let's talk directing. Um, I, I've got to go back to the original one. Uh, Paul Verhoeven, who did two huge blockbusters back in the eighties. One was total recall and the other was Robocop is a fa- He is a fantastic director for building a world, making the world amazing and believable in a character in its own. And, uh, you know, for one thing, here's something that, that you saw in both of those Verhoeven movies in both RoboCop and Total Recall. And that is that in between scenes and and uh, this is this is a difference in how, you know, you can't possibly pause the movie for more than 30 seconds in a modern Hollywood flick because you lose the action and the director gets fucking lost. He's like, oh, my God, there was five seconds went by when somebody wasn't getting shot. I don't understand what's happening anymore. But Verhoeven would fill space between scenes with commercials from news outlets of the world. And they were always super satirical. Like, uh, the, the, there was an ad in one of the movies where it was, it was like a battleship game called Nukem. And it was, it was battleship, but it was like, you know, B5 miss C4 hit and then one of them pounds on a button says, boom. And the whole board explodes and goes all over the place. And then it goes, nuke them. And it was just like, this is part of the world. Or a story about, you know, that had nothing to do with the, the world or with the, the plot of the movie. It's like, you know, 60,000 people were killed when a microwave array uh, accidentally fired and completely incinerated the city of Burbank yesterday. Like, like why was that in there? Just commentary so that's why i like Verhoeven. now yes the new one len Weisman was the director now um what wh- has he done what else has he done well i'll give you a hint uh kate beckensdale and bill Nye were in this movie oh did he do underworld he did all of the underworld in fact he was one of the main writers in all of the underworld and i'm a little surprised and maybe you haven't seen it recently once i made that connection i realized that this was an underworld movie It was dark. It was gritty. They had no lights on set. Uh, The world was uh, super tall and vertical and pointy, and there was lots and lots of things in every scene. Um, Every time there was an action, 16 innocent bystanders were destroyed. It was an Underworld movie. So
0: you just said it's an action movie?
1: Well, yes. Len Wiseman was really good at creating gritty action movies where the main characters go about their day and there's lots and lots of collateral damage and um if you look at this one at total recall and you look at all of the underworld they're kind of the same movies yeah. which is fine i mean you did sci-fi plot different yeah but it it i don't know it made me okay so
0: again i feel like at least some of that comes and yes directing has a lot to do with that i think some of that comes back to cinematography again um but i will point out that both of these books both these books both of these movies uh in my opinion did a lot to want you to know or make you want to know more about the world make you want to know what caused this how did this happen things like that now i agree that uh the original one did a much better job of fleshing that out in that tantalizing way you know making you think what the heck just happened yeah. what where's that coming from whereas the new one very much just did very broad strokes the, obviously not the original s- to...
1: stop to let the world breathe which was what i was talking about with those
0: yeah yeah i can agree with and based on that yeah i think i will agree with you the directing was better on the original again it, as a sit down and enjoy an action flick. I enjoyed the new one.
1: Uh, The action, again, the action as much as I could see without getting motion sick was, was pretty standard fare. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was good. I, I was able to enjoy it. Uh, There have been a bunch of other mindless action flicks. Um, I made the mistake the other day of trying to watch one of the Transformers movies, which Uh, That's a bad idea. Yeah, I was really filled with, uh, you know what? I've got rant for that one too, but let's just leave it at, I was filled with a rage toward Michael Bay for that.
0: I gotta say, what the fuck happened there? I really, really enjoyed the first Transformers, and I haven't (laughs) sat down to analyze it, but the rest of them were absolute shit, and I really haven't put my finger on why that is, but the first one was really good, and the rest were not.
1: I couldn't tell the difference. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's,
0: maybe that's it. Maybe it was just the newness of it. I, I love the newness. I mean, I but... felt
1: like I really enjoyed the uh, animated series back in the early 80s. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I you know, the funny thing is, I thought I was going to like Sheila Booth when I saw Holes, which was the the movie that introduced him. But I think Sigourney Weaver and the supporting cast for that were why I liked it and not him.
0: Could and be. and um, I don't again, know that I've
1: seen him in anything else I liked.
0: Again, even the first Transformers, I like Shia LaBeouf. I, I, I didn't hate him in it.
1: Oh, God. I, don't know that I, he, ol- he, I only have I two words for you. Crystal Skull.
0: I didn't say anything about that one. That was one of the more punchable characters I've seen. Uh,
1: <laughs> yes.
0: But so, this kind of goes back to one of the things I've always wanted to say about an actor about the quality of an actor is how many characters can they play?
1: How many characters do you want to punch?
0: How many characters can they play? Yeah. Look at Shia LaBeouf and, and look at every single character he Zero. has had. And you know what? He can play one character. It might be called I, just Shia LaBeouf, but I he plays no. one character.
1: No, no, there are actors out there. Tom Cruise, Keanu Reeves, who can play exactly one character. I'm not convinced that Shia LaBeouf has ever played a character, but anyway,
0: <laughs> I okay I, I the last like... thing that
1: I have about total recall is yeah. is the world and it, first of all the set design total artistic choice it didn't work for me I know they they wanted to build like I I don't quite understand how or what it, I I guess if if you've got the physics that work for a tunnel through the center of the earth without everything going all molten and crushy then then you can come up with ways to create tenement apartments that hover in the air. But it, it, it wasn't working for me. The, you know, the, the, he goes out to stand on his railing of his concrete block tenement apartment that they mentioned no less than three times in dialogue, how shitty the place is. And he looks out and he has a huge view that goes on for about four miles And he's leaning on this really low concrete wall with no railing. That's right above a 75 foot drop to a freeway or something. I'm like, okay, so there's no safety. Um, It's a crappy apartment.
0: Population control.
1: It's a crappy apartment. You got, uh, you know, being a crappy apartment means you have a balcony with an amazing view, a view of the city. Sure. But. I don't know if you've got population control, then your crappy apartment has no windows and is in the middle of a giant cube of other apartments. That makes more sense to me if you're really doing that. But whatever. And then uh, the world building that they had where instead of Mars and they mentioned, oh, yeah, Mars is colonized. That was a one throwaway line. But instead of oh, Mars, they, that line, they've got England and Australia. And yep it's I, there was totally an uh an eloy and Morlocks vibe if you get that reference
0: i I know the term but that's it
1: oh uh, it's from the time machine uh h d wells uh where the the no, Eloy were people who lived a life of luxury up on top of the city and then under the city the Morlocks were the ones who worked all enslaved all day to provide them with everything it was anyway oh, yeah I've it, seen
0: that movie like six times.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's because it's, and I'm not talking
0: about the same movie.
1: I know it's a classic, but they did that again. Okay. You know what? Fine. It's a great theme. And then they, they just, you know, okay. The, the, the worker class, the lower class is Australia and the upper class is England or great, great Britain or Europe. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell, but, um, so you've got two cities. You've very clearly defined an upper and a lower class, and they're connected by this one commuter tunnel. Which, uh, fine. The two cities looked identical. Like they every did. time, every time they b rolled and panned back, I couldn't tell which city they were.
0: Oh, I know, I know. I that is absolutely like, a, both a, a cities. Bit I have agreement with
1: both cities were identical in terms of here's a whole bunch of floating sideways skyscrapers and and hovering freeways and the cars that, and i i most of the time there were a ton of action scenes and i know i i remember there were scenes where they made a big deal about being in the 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 elevator going between them so that's how i could tell this part of the movie must have been in england and this part of the movie must have been but you can't give them different styles or something anything so yeah overall it was it was a passable action flick but a head rant.
0: Absolutely. Passable action flick. <laughs> Should we talk about non-passable action flick? You know what? Okay, I mean... let,
1: let, me, let me back up with one more point. And that is, here is what would have salvaged the movie for me. If they used a different name and they didn't tie it to a movie that I really, really enjoyed from the night. A movie that I thought was a really well-constructed, great movie that was both... Uh, it, it tightly plotted, really tightly written, uh, had a bunch of fantastic actors playing very memorable characters, and I don't necessarily include Doug Quaid in that one. Around a world that is fully fleshed out, to or more so than they needed, it, it was just a masterful movie. And to take that and steal its name, and then shit out a a B rated way over budget, special effects nightmare with uh, motion sick, shaky cam everywhere and and call it the same thing was just a giant insult.
0: Okay, what would you have them call it? Because if they had called it something else and did the same movie, if they changed the name of Recall to Flashback and named, renamed the movie Flashback, would you come in here with the same fucking rant saying, oh, my God, they were pretending to be Total Recall.
1: I probably would. Well, probably not, because that would be an homage and not a copy. Um, I would have had all the same rants about Hollywood in general. The cinematography (laughs) would not have changed in one bit. I still would have screamed at the fucking director saying, get me some lights on set so I can see your actors. You paid top dollar for actors who were all supernaturally beautiful. Light them. But no, I don't think I I don't think I would have gone in with the same expectations. And then I could have come out the other end and been like, yeah, this was really a cool thing to put on the other monitor while I was coding. So you told me you were going to rant about or you were going to go on about Colin Farrell. So, of course, I looked up his IMDb page and uh, the very top thing, which is as yet announced and not in production yet, is a untitled The Batman spinoff scheduled for 2023. Where he is going to play the penguin.
0: Apparently he played the penguin in the new Batman movie. Oh, they just came out.
1: There's a, Oh, there's a new, of course there's a new Batman movie. The only thing that there's more of the Batman movies is Spider-Man movies, but Robert it is definitely Pattinson a... as Bruce Wayne. Does he sparkle? Oh, have you
0: missed this, I thought you were the one that posted the meme recently that said uh, it took 11 years for that vampire to turn into a bat.
1: I don't, th- I don't think it was me. Okay, uh, what else? That John Turturro, fantastic. he's fun Andy Circus is Alfred Okay, that I, I kind of want to see he, he, I think he could do a good job Jesus, okay Robert Pattinson No, I literally can't even
0: Again, if you want to talk about Robert Pattinson He impressed me in uh, Tenet You gotta watch Tenet if you want to talk about Robert Pattinson
1: I don't I don't want to That's fair
0: and again i will
1: you know the probably the most important point that i've made is that Beckinsdale is a lot of fun for the underworld movies and this is very clearly another underworld movie but god damn it i need my michael ironside and she wasn't (laughs) it
0: no no that is one character that you i don't know who you can replace ironsides with I mean, really, they just needed to bring Ironsides back.
1: Yeah, maybe they just bring like a fucking old man. Michael Ironsides would still have done that part better than Beckinsdale's still would have
0: kicked Colin Farrell's ass. I mean, I love Michael Ironsides.
1: Okay, I'm shutting this down.